Welcome to Let's Talk Novel Podcast. My name is Ailish. I am the Novel Coach. And I'm joined here by a wonderful fellow coach, Cass Germain from Wales. She is a life coach and teacher. And within her life coaching, she is supporting expats and teachers with their well-being. And she has been in Dubai for three years, going on four years. And it's a funny story, actually. We follow one another on Instagram and she put up a, a post about connection and uh, community and I commented on it. And then I was like, oh, my God, we need to connect. And it went from there last week. And here we are. So, Cass, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ailish. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Instagram, the power of connection and reaching out to one another and saying hello. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, isn't it? How you can just like meet like-minded people and the two of us are just like, oh my God, yeah. And we had our Zoom catch up. And then I said, oh my God, do you want to come on my podcast? And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know. I know. Birds of a feather flock together and here we are. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it. So Cass, I suppose, um, before we begin, just let our listeners know a little bit about you. Sure. So you did a lovely intro. Thank you so much. So as a teacher, I just believe in being a good human, right? And coaching for me is the perfect way to build healthy connections because unlike teaching where it's, I'm the expert, and I'm going to impart my knowledge on you. Coaching is about, you know, you're the expert of your life. How do we facilitate that journey? And um, so for me, I love people. I love seeing the best and bringing the best out of people and holding space for people you know, especially as women, we often feel like we're taking up too much space. And I'm not about that as my, in my coaching. It's like, no, this is your space. Take it all. Paint it, decorate it, color it, you know, do anything you want. And let's bring out the, your authentic self. So for me, I'm a lover of people. Um, I'm a sociologist as well, which is a study of people. So it's a, a good mix together. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I'm sure your background in sociology complements your coaching mm. that way. Yeah, it sure does. Um, it's just, yeah, because I, I love the theory of people and, you know, like I think therefore I am as Descartes, Descartes um, a famous sociologist and, you know, the power of the mind and um, yeah, I studied NLP, which is new linguistic programming. It's just, it's about how we speak to ourselves and how we can talk to one another to get the best out of relationships. Um, even a tip here for, for listeners listening, the word, but negates what someone says, you know, if you're in a meeting and you say, Oh, I've got this really nice idea. Um, about painting under the wall pink and they go yeah but I think we should paint it blue that actually eliminates that person's idea so what you should say is and so I think we should paint the wall blue that's a really good idea and we could paint it yellow as well or we could paint it just yellow <laughs> so um yeah how communication it's huge yeah it's huge yeah, especially for leadership as well that's really important mm. you're, you're kind of giving feedback to people as well Totally. And even planning meetings, you know, you've ever been in a, in a meeting, Ailish, and everyone's got an idea and everyone's like, yeah, but, you know, we need to think about your twos in that area. And you're like, OK, maybe it's not that good. But actually to flourish that, it could be that's a really good idea. And we could consider, you know, painting it pink. So it, it, it makes it more collaborative and just language, little bits we use can really make a difference to build relationships and create that team ethic, you know, that sense of community, which is what we need right now in the classroom, right? In schools, we're all an island in our little rooms and then we go home and here we are. <laughs> I know, I know. You, you just hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, we are. We're kind of all like our little island at the moment in our mm. bubbles, are we? We are. And that's why I created The Mindful Teacher because I really wanted to support our community, particularly during, you know, lockdown, a lot of us faced 
our thoughts and our mindset. And, you know, many people are here alone, you know, so you, you really, a lot of people have to look in the mirror and be like, what actually am I about, you know, and who am I? And, you know, that's something that I've done. I trained during lockdown to become a, a qualified life coach because actually it's having that conversation. I went through that journey myself. I'm sure you did with your coaching. Um, in order to be a coach, you went through your own probably journey as well of who you are and here you are and here we are. And now we're here on a mission to support others be their best selves. <laughs> and that's and what it's just, about. You, you just touched on the mindful teacher. So just explain to our listeners about your, your presence on Instagram. And yeah, you- sure. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on TikTok and um, Instagram. So Instagram is just mainly, I show up and I post positivity every day. I'm a very positive person. I think, you know, being positive impacts our mindset and how we are and our health and our wellbeing. So I'm in, in, on Instagram at the mindful teacher underscore UAE. I post daily just positive messages with positive content and how we can think differently. Um, and then on TikTok then, that's just a bit of fun to relate to my followers and to say mm-hmm. like, look, this mindfulness and this well-being stuff that some people like, you know, they call it just stuff. It doesn't have to be serious. You can be mindful and conscious and silly and fun. It's just about being present, you know, and that's what mindfulness is about. It's about being present and acknowledging yourself and saying, hey, I'm a person with a voice and opinion and I and I want to own that because that's who I am as opposed to um, just living and existing and coaxing along. You know, we're in this beautiful country, that's the UAE. And I think so many people there's more to us than just being here I think uh, we often coax and just you know it's another day in the classroom another holiday another this another that but when you start stepping up for yourself and like what am I about I, I actually I'm really good at I don't know baking or whatever you start living in your purpose and your passion and that's when you come alive in the classroom actually you know so you're not just kind of going through the motions of teaching the same old stuff it's actually I'm present here and that's where innovation comes in and because you get to know yourself and be vulnerable yourself and that's what I love about coaching and hence why I reflect on the page and on TikTok and here we are now. <laughs> I love it. No, I do. And I encourage everyone to follow you on Instagram because you do oh, brighten you. up people's days. Definitely. I love your content. I really do. Thank you so yeah. much. Likewise, sending the love back. Oh, thank you. So Cass, we're going to talk today about boundaries. Mm. So would you like to explain what are boundaries to our listeners? Yeah, sure. So a boundary is... I want you to think of it as just your moral compass. So a boundary is what you're happy to say yes to and what you're happy to say no to. And that's just tuning in with yourself. So it's about setting rules for yourself that you live by. And it's all about you. So your boundary, English, could be different to my boundary, could be different to our listeners' boundaries right now. So it's things that you feel happy with. So they and boundaries often dictate, you know, our relationships, our limitations, our experiences, and I don't know about you and I'll, I'll give you a story. Yeah. So I'm the eldest in my family and I'm so good at being there for everybody. I'm so good at like, whenever anyone needs me on the phone, I'm the one to quit the answer. I'm the one to, you know, problem solve and troubleshoot. So in order for me to set up a boundary, and that's not to say, again, I'm shirking away from my responsibility of being the eldest because I'm very good at it. But it's about saying, okay, do I need to respond to that message at 10 o'clock at night when I've got work at six in the morning, you know, to be awake? So in order to create that boundary, you've got to be really clear on what you want. And that, for example, so like I said, for me, being the eldest, the message comes in at 10 o'clock at night for my family. Obviously, I love them. Is it an emergency? No. Can it wait till tomorrow? Yes. Mm-hmm. So again, that moral compass, is it a yes or a no? So actually, maybe now I need to think about, okay, I either message him in the morning and say, hey, um, 
I was asleep, I was going to bed, or message them at six o'clock in the evening, say, hey, how are you? Is now a good time to chat? If not, I'm going to bed at 10. Um, I'll speak to you tomorrow. So it's about being clear with what you want and who you, you know, being clear with yourself in order to show up better. Because actually, in my example, if I answered the phone at 10 o'clock at night, then I'd be exhausted for work. It didn't pack my day the next day. And just because I was trying to please people. And I know a lot of people have the disease to please. And um, a lot of people have the disease. Yes, I know. I've had it. It's, a, it's conscious work as well. So when you have a boundary, it's about being clear on what you want. And the biggest thing I'd say is tune into how you feel. So, you know, if someone asks something of you, are you saying yes to please them? Or are you saying yes because you genuinely want to do it? Mm-hmm. So, again, for some people, um, and I, you know, like I said, for me in the, in the uh, going to bed thing, you know, going to bed at 10 o'clock, answering my family's phone is to please my family. It's not to please myself. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. So actually, it'd be healthy for me to say, I'm going to message you at six o'clock or nine o'clock or actually message you in the morning because I know you're OK. I've just checked the WhatsApp notifications. You just want to chat. So I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. And that takes courage, doesn't it? That takes a level of vulnerability to say, actually, I'm standing up for what I want, especially when people are so used to having you and be always readily available. So if you to then say, actually, you know, say to people, no, I'm, I'm going to actually do me now. That's hard. That's a hard thing to say to yourself, isn't it? And to somebody when you've always been there. Mm-hmm. So with boundaries about being clear. Sorry, if you don't mind me adding in, it also, um, it can really change the dynamic of a relationship with the the friend or the romantic partner or the the parent. It it can really test it and it can take some time to shift that when you're shifting your boundary. A thousand million percent. And that's my next part of it. It's about when you're clear on what you want, you then have a duty of care to yourself to own that boundary. Mm-hmm. So it's about acting. So the first one is being clear and creating that boundary. So for me, like I said, I'm not going to message people after 10 o'clock, whether it's family, friend, work, like I need to sleep. So that's it. Then you've got to act on that. And if you're used to being, if you're that person who's always available for everybody and all of a sudden you're like, hang on a minute, I'm only available past 10 o'clock. Two things happen here. The person hearing that it's like whoa what what's happened to you all of a sudden so that's called pushback they're going to push back and be like whoa you've always been there you've been there for me for ages like what do you mean you're not going to be there for me at 10 and the second of all you're going to feel a level of guilt because you're like oh god they're right do they think bad of me am I a bad person how dare I have this boundary I mean I mean I should be going to bed at one in the morning if they wanted me let alone 10 like that's far too early so no (laughs) is what I say absolutely not and if you're an adult and you're eight over the age of 18 years of age, listen to this, and you're not responsible for small children, I mean, outside of the classroom, it's not your job to be there for other people. It's not your job to take care of others' well-being. It's not your job to take care of other people's boundaries. It's your job to take care of you <laughs> and your well-being, because there's only one you on this planet. So if you're not looking after yourself, who is? Okay, so it is going to be a bit of guilt when you set a boundary. There's going to be a bit of like, oh, am I doing the right thing? And oh God, they're right. You know, like they did need me. And people might guilt you as well and be like, you've always been there for me. What do you mean? And then you'll go, oh yeah, I actually have. Yeah, true. Don't worry. Like I'll go to bed at half 10. It's fine. Who cares? No, you have to be really honest with yourself and you are going to get pushback. And like you said, then you might have friends like, oh, hang on a minute. Because what happens is when you set a boundary, that can actually trigger people and their emotions. So if they're used to you being there and you've been a care, you know, a caring friend, they're like, no one cares about me then. So you can trigger that friend or that partner 
because you're not showing up in the way they need you and that creates a bit of instability for them so it's about you owning it and honoring it to yourself and that's when I suppose people need to make sure that it's not always personal when there's a reaction from the other person Mm. like you said it could be their own trigger of not feeling wanted or not feeling Mm -hmm. heard um yeah that's an interesting point and it's very true it does yeah yeah and they say this is saying like perception is projection so how if you give me if you say to me Cass I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock I can't speak to you now if I if I know that I had someone in my past who wasn't there for me you might have triggered that person in my past not being there for me so it's, it's not about you and your boundaries it's about you know the caregiver I had that wasn't there for me that you've triggered not necessarily your boundary so um it's that but again it's it's not your job to protect it and you could even offer an alternative and say look I can't speak at 10 but eight o'clock works better for me does it work for you so you leave the ball in their court so it doesn't have to be cold turkey like I'm not speaking after 10 that's it don't speak to me because obviously you love those family and those relationships and those work people so it's not about you know you doing you and doing your own thing it's about being kind to yourself Mm -hmm. and then you offer an, an alternative to those people and again, you will face pushback. And then another thing is that you have to honor that and maintain it. So the minute you, you know, again, you might go to bed at 10.30 on your own and not speak to people, fine. But if you're then allowing people to speak to you at 11, 12, one o'clock in the morning, you're at, it's not their job then to honor your boundary. It's your job to honor your boundary. So you have to maintain it. Um, because again, a lot of people are scared to say what they want. So they'll say it. And then they'll expect the people around them to then honor it and they're not doing it themselves. So a a practical example of that is you imagine you've just bought a new carpet in your house and you're saying to your friends, look, when you come into my house, just take your shoes off because I've got a new carpet. If you're walking around the house in shoes on that carpet, you're not the friends then are like, well, if you're walking around in carpet, I can walk around the house. So you've got to be the one leaving the shoes out the door to walk on the clean carpet as well and, and modeling that. It's not about leaving it to the friends when I can wear my shoes on my carpet, <laughs> if that makes sense, you know. And what comes to my mind is it's very, um, very like when we're teaching, we have to follow through with our behavior expectations with our students. Mm. And I suppose a classic case is uh, if you're going to discipline uh, a student in your class or you're going to reward a student, you mm-hmm. have to follow through to gain that respect and to gain their trust and Mm -hmm. I see a lot of similarities with what you're talking about with boundaries I suppose that in order for us to gain the respect of the other person and for them to respect our boundaries we have to be the one Mm -hmm. there in the first place and to keep them like you said to honor them yeah and that's the thing because I think a lot of people I mean experiencing my experience in coaching we all, some of us live in fear, right? We live like, we like, we don't want to upset people. We don't want to offend them. And, you know, if you're a, I'm an ex recovering people pleaser myself. So it's a conscious effort. You know, you have to be like, when I say the boundary, I'm going to leave it with you. So you kind of put the onus on them, other people to respect you. It's like, I've done the hard bit now. I've said the boundary. Now it's your job to respect me. And it doesn't work like that. We really have to own our stuff and be the model, be the person you want to see in the world, you know, that like you really have to own it. And it's exactly the same with children. The amount of times I'm in the classroom and I'll say things like, you know, whoever sits nicely, I teach the small ones, gets a sticker 
and then I'm moving on to the next subject. And like, where's the sticker? I'm like, oh yeah, like I have to honor it. Because in my head, I'm like, I'll get it to you at lunch. Don't worry, you'll get the sticker. Like, and because again, in my head, I intended it, but and they're like, no, I want it now. So again, like you said, in terms of teaching, especially yeah. with small children, like they want it now. They don't mm-hmm. want it at lunch or whatever. So yeah. it's so true, you know, and, and we all do it. And I can't, they, 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 they pick me up on it. Children are brilliant at that. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. hold you to your word, you know, and you're like, thank you. You honored my boundary. You even told me my boundary. <laughs> adults aren't that great adults are like well mate you've been like this all the time like I'm just gonna pack on so (laughs) children are so good at respecting your boundaries (laughs) but yeah adults not so much we we need we sometimes need to be kinder to ourselves and just to own it um yeah okay tell me why do we need boundaries why are they important it's you know what, they are so important um, because, again, just for health reasons, Ailish, you know, if, if you know what you want and you are happy to live and be yourself, which takes courage to say, I need to sleep at 10 o'clock, for example, you're creating a healthier life for yourself again, you know, and it reduces our stress, it reduces our anxiety. And what happens is when you feel people are taking advantage of your boundaries, if they don't know it, you know, like I said, for my example, that 10 o'clock rule, people are calling me at 11 o'clock and they don't know they're annoying me. They're like, oh, she's available. I know she's awake. She's online on her WhatsApp, wherever. Mm. You, it leads to resentment. You start resenting people, but they don't know that you're resenting them. They're like, well, why are you just being quiet for? Or maybe you're having an off day or, you know, they'll make all ex- excuses for you because they don't know that you haven't set the boundary. So I think it creates healthier relationships and studies have been done on this Alish where it says, when you set a boundary, people actually know how you feel. It creates a safe place of security because people know where they stand with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you notice, there's a lot, I mean, I know people, you know, in the world, if you if if you like that, you know, some people I, I meet, I'll say, oh, people take advantage of me all of the time, or I just feel like I'm getting walked all over, or I don't feel people respect me at work. And, you know, I'll do a lot of boundary work with them. And I'll say, you know, if you, if you told them how you feel or do you, do you say what you, you want and do you honour what you say? That's integrity, isn't it? Saying what you mean and meaning what you say. That's what we call integrity. And a lot of people will say what they mean, but don't follow up on it. And then people are like, well, you just said it, but you've just done something else. So why should I respect you? So it's about gaining healthier relationships, less stress, causing less resentment to people mm-hmm. and being true to yourself. You know, I, I mean, do we always have to answer the messages you know we receive online all the time I feel sometimes I get you know an insta shop um, an insta shop an instagram <laughs> message and I'm like I've got to answer I've got to answer and you start getting annoyed at social media then you're like oh for goodness sake you know but it's about going no I'll, I'll answer it in an hour or I'll answer it tomorrow so it doesn't lead to resentment and again you know even for you and I we set a time today that you created a boundary of time with me. And I, I honored that by turning it for the podcast. And I feel like, oh, we'll just do it at some point on Monday or Sunday. You'd feel resentful then if I wasn't available. Cause I was like, oh, you didn't give me a time. So it's, it's important for, to A, build healthy relationships, B, reduce stress, C, less resentment. You know, it creates clear communication. So when you set a boundary, believe me, if you're listening outside, people respect it. People want people to have boundaries you know, and it's not cold cast iron, like, don't call me after 10. You know, it, it, it can be done in a kind way. Like, I've noticed and I'm feeling really tired at the moment. Um, I'm going to go to sleep at 10. So if you want to contact me, girls, you know, I'm, I'm available between seven and nine. So your friends know then you're available. Then they're not going to lead in disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. So it has a massive impact on our health and our well-being for sure. 
And I think it, it, it needs to happen more in teaching, I would say. I mean, I don't know how many teachers out here are listening, um, but how many times have you been messaged late at night and you're like, God, really? Like, do you need to message me at nine o'clock at night when I've just finished work? You know, so again, if you had a healthy boundary in work, whereas a team, you all establish like, look, we're not going to WhatsApp after six, but actually if we communicate on email, don't feel you need to answer it. How healthy would that be in a workplace where you've got some anxious colleagues and going, oh my gosh, I've got an email at 10 o'clock and that creates so much anxiety. But if you knew as a, a leader said as a boundary, look, I might email you at nine o'clock at night just because I'm emailing you. Don't feel you need to email me. You can answer me in the morning. How relieved would colleagues feel in their job to know, thank you for putting that boundary in place. But I think that is on, it's on the colleagues themselves to create that and design that kind of um, style of, uh, what would be the word, the dynamic, you know? Like it would I, be. I think it would be on the team itself to create those expectations. Mm. Now, of course, you could have it modeled by the leadership as well in the schools. Mm. And if you do have that modeled, then that's amazing. But if it's not modeled, mm. take it upon yourself. You know, if there's any teachers listening, like, Mm. take it upon yourself and, and have a chat with your team and just say you know I've been thinking about boundaries and like how to make a healthier working environment for us all mm. for all of our mental emotional well-being mm. if you approach it in a way of like it's going to benefit us all it's not going to be um a disadvantage mm. to implement what do you think I don't know. I yeah, I completely agree. I think it depends on the workplace, though, because I've been, I mean, in, in my teaching experience, I've been in some work environments where there's no space for that. All the meetings have been, you know, we're meeting out, we're planning, you go home, you do your thing, where I think if you're in a place of psychological safety in a workplace where you have that open forum to say what's going well and if there's a space for reflection, mm -hmm. it's about giving opportunities to staff. And I think sometimes it does come from leadership you know if you're a class teacher go for it if you have that opportunity I think it depends on the environment and the culture of the school you know I think if um and if you have that permission because I think permission comes into play because if you're in the middle of a planning meeting and someone pops up you know like oh, I think we should all have boundaries after work they're like whatever we just need to do maths right now like don't worry about the boundaries thing so I think it's having that creating that space of psychological safety where people feel in that culture that they can say what's going well and that whether that's a middle leader saying or a senior leader saying you know how are your teams going mm -hmm. with their professional boundaries I mean how many people have these kind of conversations at, in the workplace mm. that's where coaching comes in and we can come in and have them with them <laughs> but, um, that's what we're here for but um I, I, I question it a lot you know how many uh, workspaces have professional boundaries where colleagues know they don't have to be available at nine o'clock at night for example you know or I do have to say uh, my my particular team that I work with in school we're very good with our boundaries we're very healthy I and same same here as well yeah. I have to agree yeah. as well yeah and definitely. I think part of it is we're all friends like we're all yeah. five of us on our team we're very lucky like we all like each other as people not just teachers you know we get along really well and um, I think we're very fortunate that adds to the ease of communication. You know, I suppose we, it, it makes it easier to bring up those difficult topics. It does. And that because, and again, you feel safe in your work environment. Mm. If you flip that and you didn't feel safe, would you then think it appropriate to say, hey guys, should we all, you know, hey team, should we all 
I guess it's in message after hours, you know, for example. No, but I understand. Um, you know, it, it, is, is it the environment that dictates it then? Or should the, you know, should a teacher have the confidence to say, or the courage to say, you know, I, I don't think we should message after a certain time. I'm giving that one example. <laughs> but, um, I hope you know what lines I'm on, you know. Yeah, because it's an example that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to who are listening. Yes. Um, I'm just building on what you said. Is it the is it the environment or is it on the teacher? I suppose if if we all think of ourselves though as a ripple, okay, you mm -hmm. can, you can affect change in a positive oh. way, starting mm -hmm. from a small ripple. Like it, it really can happen, mm -hmm. like with one domino. So if people are in an environment that they don't feel safe in, or um, they feel the need to kind of express the bound express the need for this kind of conversation mm -hmm. even saying it to one person that can really create a ripple effect or even saying it to a middle leader that you feel you have a, a good professional yeah. relationship with and you trust mm -hmm. sometimes it kind of takes just one person you know I yeah I completely completely agree and if yeah and then a healthy way of saying that would be you know, could we discuss some boundaries professionally um, with the team yeah. on the topics of things like messaging after hours, emailing late, mm. responding to parents after hours, you know, like to have a, a code of conduct. And again, each boundary is individual. I'm giving a very generic one here because I know oh. some teachers might, list, might be listening to this saying like, I'm, I'm cool with, you know, messaging late or, um, you know, being available all the time. Like, you know that's what I'm here for so everyone's got their own personal uh boundary if you like their own moral compass and what they're comfortable with so I think as well if, if you were to have that discussion with your team there can be a general consensus but that's not like a cast iron stone where you yeah. know if one teacher does want to message later for example they can and not be seen as letting the team down because we've all agreed not to message later now you are so what does that represent it doesn't have to be a blanket discussion it could even be that person who may feel overwhelmed hopefully they feel safe enough to ask their you know middle leader senior leader and maybe just for some reassurance to be like yeah cool because sometimes as well with boundaries as well it might be a case and I'm talking professionally now family mm. boundaries are really hard but professional boundaries sometimes it might just be you need reassurance from a leader so if you feel safe enough to say to a leader look I'm feeling really overwhelmed like the parents are messaging me after hours or whatever it is you know like where do I stand with this you can even go in with curiosity and then that hopefully that leader would say, oh, you know, don't worry, don't feel you have to message back. You can message them in the morning in work time, you know. So sometimes it could be going in with a bit of perspective rather than a team meeting. Like, let's all talk about what we're comfortable with. Um, I think it's just giving yourself permission. It comes down to, doesn't it, to either ask someone or suggest it or implement it. How much permission do you give yourself mm -hmm. in order to set that boundary? And how kind are you being to yourself? You're being too hard on yourself and are you comparing yourself to your other colleagues feeling you have to, when really maybe you don't need to um, message those parents later, for example. Yeah, and it could also be a case of, um, it could also be our own expectation overthinking yeah. in our mind when really it's not a big deal. And I think a really key thing for this kind of uh, communication in teams and schools, I know we're very specific right now, um, Yeah. But I think not to make a big deal out of it, because I think living in the UAE, when you make a big <laughs> deal out of something, it can snowball very rapidly and it can go downhill. Yeah. So I think if, 
if you go baby steps and you don't make a big deal out of things and just kind of, like you said, to go in with the mindset of, of curiosity and to kind of offer a suggestion or yeah. a new way of, of working together, that can, that can really work positively, I think. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I think it's about having the confidence. And again, I, you know, this is super niche, super specific, but when you're new to teaching and you're new to the country, you do feel a sense of um, a like pressure almost, you know, because you're like, I've just been offered this job in this school. I've left everyone behind. I've got to perform. Like I've got to bring it, you know, and I've got to be that amazing teacher that's new because again, you feel conscious as a teacher you feel that you know I'm here the housing's here for me and I'm in this classroom like I've got got to it's everything and I've got to give it my all and I think you can be human and again set that boundary of saying I'm not going to message later or um you know I will leave my laptop at home tonight I don't have to take it I'm just giving basic examples here but I think if you feel comfortable, and I hope you have feel comfortable with a leader you can talk to, be it senior, middle, or an experienced colleague in that school that you feel safe with, yeah. and say to them, with from curiosity, like, do you always take your laptop home with you? Or I'm curious, do you message the parents after hours? Mm-hmm. So if you feel, because being vulnerable is a lot, isn't it? Saying like, I'm feeling overwhelmed at the moment with the amount of emails that are coming in. That's a huge step for someone to say to a colleague who you feel everyone else is smashing it. And you're like, am I the only one that's not doing these emails? When A, probably not, everyone's feeling the same. So sometimes it can be a space to have those comfortable, uncomfortable conversations or those vulnerable conversations. And sometimes just find someone who you feel you can gel with and go in with curiosity and say, I wonder, you can pitch it to them. I wonder how you, how do you deal with, parent emails after hours so rather than saying I am feeling overwhelmed if that's too much vulnerability for you yeah. going with the curiosity and say you know how do you manage emails um after seven o'clock or what, whatever it is <laughs> um no I love that yeah. no, it, it's also it's also important it really really is mm. yeah it is so tell me Cass what are the challenges then that we could face when we're setting these boundaries exactly what we've just spoken about I think a bit of pushback isn't it because I think the first challenge is you wanting change for yourself and this could be anything whether it's going to a new gym class instead of being at brunch you want to go to a gym class for example challenges are pushback a you can be alone when you set your boundary because it's your decision it's your boundary and not everyone's going to join you so you might feel feel that you're being left out and it's a feeling not a fact okay so you know again unless you're say you're cycling and one minute you want to go swimming obviously yeah, all the cycling pals might not join you at swimming so it, it, that takes courage um you might regret and think oh my gosh have I done the right thing you might question yourself and going have I really made the right boundary is that right for me yes back yourself and also the thing about being boundaries you can change your mind it's not you know again if it's something like I want to start cycling and you've been used to swimming yeah continue with it but it's not to say six months later you go back to swimming mm-hmm. or cycling or whatever it is um but you might face pushback as well if you're setting a boundary of going to bed early and people are messaging you after hours that is a lot of confidence so expect pushback people to question you you might question yourself and think have I done the right thing you might feel guilty because you might think am I a bad person for not being there for these people when they've been here for me and now all of a sudden I'm you know I've I'm letting them down no you're not no you're not and people who are genuinely there for you have genuine connection who are healthy people that you don't remind them of their triggers will be okay with it you know as long as you and like you just said you say it with confidence you, you own your story and say look 
I can't make it on Tuesdays anymore. I, I'm having to go here and own that, but I can do Wednesday if you want. So if you want to be away from um, available to them, then you can do Wednesday. For example, you can offer an alternative um, and just stick with it. People will come around, you know, I mean, look at lockdown. <laughs> we all have to get used to it. Yeah, it was tough, but we've made it work since, you know, and again, the thing about change as well and growth, sometimes I've said this in the past, you do have to let people go. And I don't mean that in a negative or a nasty way. I mean that in the sense of life. Like I said, if you're going from cycling to swimming, you may not be friends with those cycling people. And even though you had an amazing time together, but look at this amazing opportunity now you're opening yourself into, you know, and you might have a new passion doing that new hobby, if you like, or you might benefit more from better sleep while everyone else is out, out and about. But again, it's about you and you will find people that are drawn to you in your new space. And I don't know about you. I mean, for me, I, I started powerlifting recently and um, I had an old gym class, which I love, love, love. And I, again, I was like, Oh, I love that class. And I, you know, I was feeling sort of um, like, I made the right decision and, you know, it's, just, it's a different thing and it's so long. And now like, I love my powerlifting community after two months, like they're so cool. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I've done it. So it's about f- facing the fear of, owning who you are because a lot of people question their decisions but you really know yourself and back yourself um and expect the pushback because you will get people going why did you do that and uh, they just keep going I, I love that though where you say when there's doubt that you back yourself mm. that is so true because like the inner critic the self-doubt you know that saboteur can come in and it can just throw the monopoly board up to the ceiling mm. and you start thinking, oh, no, you know, I shouldn't actually have said that. And maybe she's pissed off or, you know, maybe, mm. maybe they're annoyed at me now for creating that boundary. And I think you are right that um, a great tip you just mentioned was offering an alternative. You know, it, yeah. it, it diffuses the need for tension or conflict when you offer an alternative, yeah. then you're not completely, you know, cutting people out or yeah you're not unless yeah exactly unless you want to unless you feel like you're doing a bit of self-reflection you're like oh those people in this phrase at the moment like there's a lot of toxic people going around you know like if people are draining your energy if you want to distance yourself then it might be healthy not to offer an alternative and that's fine because this is your life and your journey so you know no one owns you 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 are responsible for yourself however if you do miss those friends but you actually want to do something else you know you're creating a boundary offer the alternative so it's um yeah, it's, it's your journey, you know, it's your life and make decisions. And you know what, if you make mistakes, no one's going to know. It's only your inner critic that and you that are making the mistake. And, you know, when you hear that mistake you've made to the person hearing it, it's like, that's not a mistake. It's, it's cool. <laughs> We're so much harsher to ourselves than we are um, to our friends, I think, sometimes. And our friends don't even notice when we feel in our head we've made a mistake. And, you know, we're just kicking ourselves mentally and no everyone's like oh you're so cool and you're on chill and you're just having this horrible like <laughs> you know self-talk and this uh shame fest <laughs> and it's like it's not even necessary it, and it's so right what you said like it's it's the narrative that we have with ourselves mm. with our inner critic and we think that's what's happening it, it's a perception isn't it we think that's what others are thinking but really it's the complete opposite often you know absolutely and I think a lot of people you know think with good intent a lot of people want the best for us if people are around us and they love us they will want the best for us yeah you might trigger like oh we don't meet on Tuesday I you know I thought we always met on a Tuesday now you want to meet on a Wednesday like 
you still offer to meet them, you know, and they will get over it. It's not like you're saying we're meeting on Wednesday. That's it. You can say, like, okay, yeah, you know, I want to do a new thing. And you don't need to justify yourself to anyone either. And I think often people feel myself included in the past. I felt like I have to justify it. You know, it's because I'm doing this because of this, this and this, and I hope it's okay. It's almost like you need a permission slip from people. And it's like, you really, really don't. And I don't know if it's a women thing, Ailish, or, you know, I don't know, is it a me thing? Is it a woman thing? Do men have the same problem? You know, I don't know, but I feel personally it's about permission, giving yourself the permission to change or giving yourself the permission to have a decision and backing yourself all the way, you know? And again, if you make a mistake, whatever that means to you, it's between you and yourself. (laughs) Um, That, what you just said, definitely resonated with me. Um, I don't know, is it women in general, but I think it's people pleaser. Like I am a people pleaser and I'm, I'm still in the process of breaking up with my people pleaser disease, as you called it. Yes. And it's funny when you said that at the beginning, I was like, I just read that in Oprah's book. What I know she called it the people pleaser disease. And what you just said there was justifying why you're moving something around to another day or a time. Like I am a hundred percent guilty for justifying. And I'm, I'm getting better. Obviously, it, it takes time, man, oh, man, it mm. takes time to rewire mm. the brain. But like, mm. I can totally relate to what you're saying, the whole justification that's needed when it's not necessary even to begin with. They don't give a shit. No, no one cares. No one really, honestly, does anyone care? And the same way, like if you said, you know, a friend says to you, say you agree to meet next Thursday. I changed the podcast. Like, you know, I said, hey, I can't meet Sunday now. Let's meet on Monday. And, and again, I, I could have been thinking, oh, no, I, I've agreed to that Sunday now. I gave you enough time. We agreed to a second date. You weren't annoyed. Again, set the boundary. It wasn't like I just didn't show up. So it's like, and I didn't justify, I actually did justify, didn't I? But again, the point is, <laughs> again, I did that to you. I was like, the thing is, I've got X, Y, and Z going on. But again, I, I, what's wrong with me saying, I can't make Sunday. It does Monday work. Yeah. You would have been cool with that. Yeah. But the disease came in the please disease came in and was like please don't like me Amish I can't do it because of this it's not necessary and it's conscious work you have to keep owning your boundary (laughs) but I think also I suppose because we are um I think this this episode will speak to a lot of women we don't mean Mm. to men but I do think it will yeah I do think it will particularly speak with women I think it does come with age as well Mm. like I think there's a certain maturity um, that is needed to create to create boundaries. I don't know. That's what I think. What do you think about that? Do you think there's a maturity? I, I think there's a maturity. I think as well, it can be a sort of life experience. Sometimes maybe, maybe you go through a lot of stuff and then you're like, you know what? Forget this now. I'm sick and tired of it happened to me 20 million times as maybe, I mean, I'm in my 30s now, so... I, you know, obviously lived my life in my 20s with the disease to please, thinking I was superwoman and I hit 30s. I'm like, you know what, Cass, like, you're okay. You're good. Like, if people like you, great. If they don't, you know what, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Where I think certain times in your life, it depends where you're at, doesn't it? And I'll give, you know, as an expat, when I first came to Dubai, I, w- I was available to everybody. I was like, I actually need to make friends. I'm in my apartment on my own. I'm going crazy. I do think there's times where it is needed to, to be mm-hmm. a yes person, like if you've come off the plane and you're in this new country and you want to make new friends, I think there is a place for that. 
But yeah, I know what you're I, saying. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you over. Sorry. No, no, you didn't at all. Um, it, and I, I am agreeing with you. I think there is, and I think there's a fine line as well between being yeah. available, like doing, like say, for example, you come off the plane, everyone's talking about brunch in Dubai, for example, mm. and you're not a brunch person, okay? Do you then all of a sudden go to brunches every weekend, knowing full well in your heart, like I'm not a big drinker, I don't really like music, I, you know, again, I'm not saying anything about brunch. Again, so are you dishonoring yourself, or would you be better to say, let me see what cycling and coffee shops and mm. meetup groups are? So I think the boundary is being true to self. Again, you can, I mean, of course, like we've all done it, right? Like, oh, you know, let's just try all this, this, and this, and then <laughs> we come to a kind of happy medium, um, and you find your people. But what, and I'm, what I'm saying is you can you can be that, be available to everybody, but you can do it setting your boundary as well. So it can be, you know, I'm new to Dubai. What do I like? I really love cycling in the UK. Um, I might want to try the brunching for a bit and I might want to try windsurfing because actually I live in a mountain and I want to try, you know, try mm-hmm. a bit of that. So, yeah, absolutely go for it. And then you, I find you'll, you'll probably dial down then and meet like-minded people within a community that you're happy in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just still be true to self as well and still do what you like, you know, don't feel because you're in a new country, you have to, I mean, yeah, trial it. And if it's not working, you can try something else. Yes, um, yeah. There's so much available. It is, it is all about trial and error when you first arrive, definitely. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So for you, Cass, where do we need these boundaries in our lives? Everywhere every single place I mean gosh I can coach upon this all day Elish um firstly with yourself what are you happy with what's making you tick are you happy with the people around you are you happy with your job are you happy with your housing are you happy with your sleep you starts with us right you know that's where it first starts with and again I don't know how many times people pleasing disease people have walked all over your boundaries leads to resentment because you don't know yourself enough to be like oh they just annoyed me I don't know why so it's about knowing yourself first mm. and then you know that will in, then impact your work relationship so when you feel in a good place with yourself then you're able to say oh this feels a bit overwhelming today or do I need to do that task today can I, that be put off till tomorrow because often I know as teachers we try and I do anyway I try and get everything done when it comes at me and it's like I've learned now like if it doesn't need to be done today don't do it do it tomorrow like it can wait mm. um so prioritizing, right? That's again, that comes to having a boundary with myself. How am I feeling stressed? Well, don't do that today then in work, write that report next, next day. And then ultimately with your relationships, you know, are you happy? Do you need space? If you're in a relationship, do you need certain times when you need space? Do you need certain times when you need to be together? Do you need times when you do something for your partner and your partner does something for you or you go to a place for your partner, you know, or you just, is it one-sided where you're just the one giving the advice and doing all the stuff and they're just taking, you know, and again, I think it comes ultimately when you have a strong sense of self and you're clear with who you are, what you like, what you're about, that then reflects on how people treat you and perceive you Mm -hmm. because you have the confidence to say, actually, I need this or I'm going to sleep at 10 o'clock. So, you know, even a partner says to you, Cass, let's go out at half 10. You're like, no, I need to go to sleep at 10. And you have that confidence without being like, oh, I'm letting them down. I'm not going to see them. And so I think it comes down to the self, but it, it impacts all areas of our life, to be honest. It does. Honestly, it, it really does. It, it's like I said earlier, it is that ripple, isn't it? You know, like, mm-hmm. and I suppose it's um, a reflection of our boundaries with ourselves is how we have mm. our with others, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. And when you're kind, and the biggest thing we can give ourselves Alicia, is self-compassion and self-kindness. It's so easy to be kind, you know, unkind to ourselves. And the, a lot of damaging language, I'm NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming person, and um, the language of need, must, should, could, I ought to, I should, it's really damaging, mm. you know, and I, if it comes from a perspective of lack, like I don't have it and I need it and it's sort of desperation and what really the language is sort of I get to or I'm grateful for and get to go to the gym rather like I should go to the gym now and you know I ought to do that course and I need to call my friend it's like I get to work out because my body needs it you're sending positive messages to your brain I'm grateful to go to work because it gives me money and I'm able to you know enjoy this lovely apartment and live in the UAE so those words should must or to get you know I need to they're really not good for our communication with the self-dialogue as if you say I get to I'm grateful for I'm fortunate to it comes from a place of abundance where things of greatness come to you as opposed to I don't have and therefore I'm not good enough until I get which is really damaging for us so I think self-compassion is key yes and the whole I'll be happy when when oh (laughs) I'm telling you it's a deep one that is Honey, how long have you got? I mean, podcast 2.0, but like, yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> but honestly, yeah. isn't it? Like, that sentence, I'll be happy when it, geez, that cuts deep. It does. And happiness is so... It's an ex- They say happiness is an exterior motive. Happiness is housing and cars and when I get a salary and when I get this. is actually to feel joy is within. It's introspection. Joy is about the self. And, you know, to feel joy is about what makes me happy in the here and what makes me joyful and joyous and and self-happy self-fulfillment in the here and now so and again the biggest thing to cure self-doubt or you know negativity they say is gratitude gratitude is self-compassion is self-kindness it's you know I'm grateful that I've got water I'm grateful I've got a house I'm grateful that I've got a loving family I'm grateful I'm in the UAE I'm grateful I've got friends I'm grateful for my hair I'm grateful I've got health it changes the perspective and it changes the mindset to abundance. Abundance is, you know, being open to everything and um, experiencing and feeling the feels and knowing there's enough to go around for everybody rather than a place of lack. It's a flourishing mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. Um, and it's the so law gratitude of gratitude. No? And it's the law of, yeah, all yeah. about the positive vibes, all about the positive vibes. Yeah. Totally. And when you give that kind of self-talk, you attract people in your life who are kinder to themselves as there's a saying misery attracts company so when we don't feel good about ourselves guess what the people around us are going to be exactly the same then you're like oh no why do I always attracting these people in dating as well who are just not feeling good and they're low energy and it's like maybe you know as if you know yourself and you know your boundaries and you know what you like and you know what you're about the minute you, someone comes in with a negative mindset you're like not for me mm-hmm. as opposed to how do I get them to like me it's more like they are not great for me right now. Mm. I'm going to be on my way and I'm okay with that. Whether he likes me or not is irrelevant because I'm not, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, so good. I love these chats. So Cass, we're, um, or I suppose we kind of have touched on this really, but we can again, what's important about the boundaries? What's important about them is just, being true to self and like we've just you know to summarize this whole podcast is it's being true to self and 
knowing your value, because when you know your value, you're able to set your your boundaries, what your moral compass is, what you're um, prepared to take on and what you're prepared to not take on. And both are acceptable. Mm -hmm. Both are acceptable. And when you know your boundaries, you can catch the guilt then as well. You can catch the, I don't feel great. Um, I feel guilty for telling my friend I can't be available to them. Um, but ultimately, it's about you and your well-being. And again, we are here as expats. Many people are not with the family. You know, some people are alone here. Some people might be with a partner. But it's about your own safety for yourself, being your own sanctuary. So when you set that boundary, you live a life with good health, you know, better wellness, look after your wellness to prevent your illness. Um, you prevent less stress. You actually create better relationships when you set a boundary. And you attract people that are more like-minded to you which is what you want, right? Healthy, positive connections. So when you're true to self and you have those boundaries, people like mine, they'll be like, Do you know what? She's a bit of me. She knows what she wants. That's the friend I want to be with. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's healthy. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's hard, yeah. but it's healthy. Unnecessary. Yeah, 100% girl. Yeah. You're, preaching. you're preaching, you're preaching. Here to preach, not to teach, my love. No, here to not preach, here to teach. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> It's getting on. <laughs> oh, so oh no. Tell me, I know you have um, tip, a tip to share how to create um, boundaries in our lives. Yeah, so it was just think of it as a triangle. So I said create, <laughs> act, and maintain. So you create the boundary, and that's what you want. So for me, like I said earlier, it was I'm not going to answer my phone after 10 o'clock. And then ask yourself why. This is just for you, your inner dialogue. What's your why? So you create it, ask yourself why. For me, why? Because I want to be awake and alert the next day in order to go to a gym class and feel alive. So that's the why. And then you act on it. You have to honor it then. So what are you going to do? Once you've set that boundary, what do you need to do? So it can be communicating with a friend to say, can't speak after 10. Tell your family, can't speak after 10 but I can speak if you want to. If they're toxic, then just leave it. <laughs> but if, 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 if it's a healthy relationship, set the boundary with the, the family. Can't speak after 10. When your phone rings at half 10, do not answer it. Do not message. It's going to take a little bit of transition period. So you have to act on it. And remember, it's your job to act on it. Not once you've told it, it's not people's job to honor it. Yes, they will, but you've got to be the model. You've got to be the leader. And then maintain it. So again, like I said, Again, they might call the next day or three weeks time after 10. You still got to just ignore and then message the next day and say, hi, I'm awake. Yeah, if you would have called me an hour earlier, I would have been there, but I, my phone was out or whatever. Again, you justify yourself. You don't need to, but I know it's, it's baby steps, right? <laughs> so create, act and maintain. Create, act and maintain. I've written that down. Okay, I like that. It's very short, simple to the point. Mm -hmm. easy to remember for people mm -hmm. I like that I do that's really good thank you for the tip I feel like it's been very practical a lot of things that people can take away from your podcast episode Cass fair play oh it's every day thank you it's a learning opportunity my love it's a yeah. learning and yes I'm on Instagram so come say hello <laughs> so we'll go into your quick fire round now mm -hmm. so firstly what is the first thing you notice about a person Cass their eyes Oh, wow. Because you know why? This is proper spiritual, but I'm going to go there. They well, the eyes I, know I know, honey, I know. I'm in a, I'm in a safe space. Um, 
Um, the eyes link to the soul. So I always look at someone's eyes, even if their energy is not good, like they don't, you know, I think, what do their eyes tell me? Because mm. that tells me if they're kind, where they're at in their life, um, the eyes link to the soul. So yeah, I always look at eyes. I have heard that before. I, eyes are the the window is the soul yeah. yeah my grandmother used to say that so I think it just stuck with me so I look, I look at eyes you're the first person to say eyes I like that mm. I think, well apologies if you're not but I'm nearly sure you're the definitely I think the first person to say eyes but it's so funny that question yields um or it, it draws out so many different answers it's so interesting what's your most common answer there isn't, there, there genuinely isn't a, a common answer so far. Everyone has a different answer. It's really interesting. Ah, interesting. Yeah, cool. It's really cool. So for you, what habits improve your life, Cass? For me, um, powerlifting. Yeah. I love it. They say, again, I've got a gender studies background. So they say with women, as we get older, we lose bone density. Okay. So I've started powerlifting. And I used to think running was the way to like, you know, be trim, but powerlifting, A, it's the strength. It's a slow burn. Like you have, to, it's a two hour class. English, I am wow. going through after the first hour. I'm like, come on, Cash, you've got this. Dig deep. So it's about perseverance and patience because I'm a very go, go, go person. So I like the discipline of having to be slow. So I like that. So that's what's changed a lot. And I'm so committed to it. Um, so yeah, powerlifting. Love it. What was the second recommend. About it? I, I think it was, yeah. Oh yeah, it was just um, it's a dedication. It's like I have to be there three days a week, so it's a commitment. Um, it's bench, deadlift, squat, so it's it's a lot, but I love it. Wow, yes, Queen, I love it. I love I I enjoy lifting. I really do. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good for the soul to be like, yeah, get it out. It is, isn't it? It is. It mm. really is. Yeah. Mm. So, what's on your bucket list? Um, to skydive. Yes. Yeah. Have you skydived before? You know what? I'll tell you something. <laughs> this is so this is so typical expat, right? I've always said to myself, when I leave Abu Dhabi, I will book in my skydive to Dubai. Brilliant. And nine years later, I still haven't done the skydive. <laughs> because every year I'm like, but the year I'm leaving, I'll do my skydive. But now I'm like, I think I'll do it like on my 30th birthday. I'm, I'm turning 30 in November. So I think nice. I to hell with waiting till I'm going to leave because I'm not leaving anytime soon so I might as well do it for my 30th I think yeah that's what I'm thinking yeah I'll do it with you oh let's do it together honey I'll do it with you yeah definitely honestly oh my god I love this plan okay yes we've got accountability now it's on your podcast <laughs> okay my birthday is the 6th of November so let's do it like either the week before or week after I'm easy like but I definitely want to run yeah. it Love it. Let's do it. Yeah. I've been honoured. Privilege. Perfect. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I love this. Um, is there anything else on your bucket list, Cass? For now, with the restrictions, I'm going to say just a skydive. My yeah. bucket list would be to see my family. <laughs> That's oh, my bucket yeah. list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm right. oh. It is. It's all right. It's all right. I'm grateful to be here. So if it could yeah. be worse. So that leads me to my next question. What are you grateful for? Grateful for my family. Mm -hmm. um, I'm grateful for the opportunity we have in the UAE. I think it's such an innovative place to be creative and people are open to new ideas. So I love 
my life as a coach here. Um, I love teaching here because you've got the innovation to try a lot of things. It's super cool. Um, so I'm grateful for my job and to breathe, to be alive and have health in this turbulent time we live in. Oh, I like those gratitudes. I like them. They're very good. Thank you. So for you, Cass, is there any specific content you've consumed that's influenced a positive change in your life? Absolutely. So this podcast, to be honest, Eilish, um, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Yeah, it's about Nedra um, by a lovely, wonderful therapist in America called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And the biggest takeaway I had was having boundaries with myself. I was very good at... Um, honoring other people's boundaries, setting professional boundaries at work. But I was like, Cass, what are your boundaries with you as a person? Like, what are you happy with? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just making decisions for my life and owning them has been life-changing. Love it. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to give that a listen. It's awesome. That's a good book. And finally, your favourite song. Um, oh, do you know what? It's an oldie but a goodie. Luther Vandross, Never Too Much, because A, I love it. It's like that that tune. It's just an old feel-good classic. And also, like on a metaphorical or a literal phrase, like we are never too much. Don't ever feel like you're too much because you never, ever are. You are just enough, just as you are. I do. That's a great song. It's a jam for sure. Yeah, it's a jam. It's a jam. Well, Cass, it's been so enjoyable chatting to you and I can't believe this all came from a comment that I made on your Instagram post it's just incredible Mm -hmm. how social media can work in such a positive way you know and um, I'm so happy to get to know you and I can't wait for our skydive (laughs) I'm there I'll be on the gram (laughs) Uh, so remind people where they can follow you so you can find me at the mindful teacher underscore uae um, both on Instagram and on TikTok. And I'll comment on this is released, I'll comment below. I'm sure you will as well. I'll put my handle down below. That'll be cool. Thank you so much, Aidish, for having me. Oh, honestly, Cass, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed this podcast episode, and I'm sure our listeners will have also. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. And I'm here. Love to connect with you all. Thank you. Thank you.